Hi, and welcome to episode 298 of No Crying in Baseball, the We're Very Comfortable with the Person episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. It's going all right. I'm very happy to be here. Um, I enjoy your company, and I enjoy the beer that comes out of your refrigerator. This one's a Lone Oak Tropical IPA, and it's delicious. Yeah, so far so good. And luckily, we have our backup beer, courtesy of the defunct Astrolab, which will be, when you hear it um, being opened, it's a Whole Fells, H-O-H-L-E. Yeah, I'm not. It's, so it's a, a Hell's Lager, and it should be lovely, and it has a lovely design, and you can no longer get it, but... You know, cheers to Astrolab. It was it was nice while it lasted. For sure. Hey, we had a pretty good baseball yes, we week. Did. It, you know, the Pride Month finally came to the Baltimore, Washington metropolitan area. <laughs> so we managed to hit the Orioles and also the Bay Sox. Yeah, G- great stuff. Great stuff. And and it was great to see our new best friend Brian Ruby there with the Proud to Be in Baseball. Um, he was doing uh, interviews at the O's, right? So he was mm-hmm. up there on the Jumbotron. We saw him, but we got to see him. You like, mean the video board? Oh, shit. That's right. Kleenex, Band-Aids, Jumbotron, all the same. Right. Not You're not. not supposed to say that in a general. That's right. Yep. Q-tips. Right. On the video board. So there he was on the video board. And then at the um, at the Bay Sox, he sang the anthem and um, then also did the seventh inning stretch songs. I'm not extending to Thank God I'm a Country Boy, which disappointed me because they did, they did pump that in like they do at Orioles games. But... He was already off the, the dugout for that. But we're hoping that lots of recognition comes to Proud to mm-hmm. Be in Baseball and they get lots of donations to fund the work, but also a lot of people who might need that organization maybe now can find an organ- that organization. Yeah, and even though Pride Month is over, we're going to still continue talking about um, Pride in general. And I think, though, like to reflect back on it, it was nice to see so much attention over the month. And I thought that the O's did a nice job in being very visual. Like everywhere you looked, yep. there was something related to the Pride celebration. So, Including I, the giant flag in the middle of the outfield, yeah. which I didn't see in other places. It was huge. It, it took up a lot of center field. It was great. Yeah. And then even on the building, like right across from you, it said Pride in rainbow letters. And I feel like they, they covered every line of vision. And we were up high behind home plate, mm-hmm. right, pretty much. Yep. And everywhere you looked, you could see something. So I think that counts because if you can see it, you're you're thinking about it, you're putting the message out there. There was also a great big banner under the press box that said um, that said baseball is for everyone, mm-hmm. which is not an MLB thing. It's an NHL thing. Like hockey uses hockey is for everyone. Oh wow. For their various, you know, inclusionary types of events. They use hockey is for everyone. Mm-hmm. I've never seen baseball is for everyone used in an, an official way. So I, I think the O's were dancing their own steps a little bit and I was really happy to see that. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully by this time next year, you know, things will be even bigger and better and um pride to be in baseball will be all over the place you know keep your keep your eye out for them so the other thing that i did this weekend that really made me happy we've been having a lot of rainouts for our our um, summer collegiate team that i work with and that's been really disappointing especially yeah. when it's like a last minute rainout and a couple of board members and i planned on feeding the team a great big meal after we're at kind of the halfway point through the summer collegiate wow that season because it's, it's june and, it's june and july yeah. I mean, that's it so it was like you know the last weekend in june we're gonna do this thing so we we're gonna do this great big dinner as soon as the game was over the game got called but the coach texted me and said you know the guys are already here can we move dinner up so we scrambled instead of at 10 o'clock we were having dinner at um we were having dinner at 6 30 but we made it happen and you know what if you have a chance to feed baseball players, <laughs> yeah, 
feed baseball players. They've got to be hungry. They got they're hungry all the time, yeah. man. And they're either with host families or they're they're trying to scrape them by on their own. If they're these you know the guys who play in the summer ball or you know as you know the minor leaguers are in independent mm-hmm. ball players. There's there's never enough to go around. So if you have an opportunity to feed a kid, feed a kid. They were so grateful and so polite. Like, oh, thank you so much. And just sucked it all in, I'm guessing. Yeah. And so the whole thing was when I arrived, they didn't say, oh, yay, Patty's here. They said, the mac and cheese is here. (laughs) But I'm okay with that. Excellent. On today's show, all-star rosters and how we got there, brother versus brother, featuring cats and significant others, how to apologize, cross-training with the NHL, fashion and old fashions. Cheers. Never a dull moment on this ship. You know what I realized we don't have on our list today? We have to congratulate LSU on the College World Series win. Brian, I'm so sorry. That's right. Yeah, well, you know, and the whole legion of LSU fans, Mm -hmm. uh, which we are members Mm -hmm. now, so that happened. So congratulations, LSU Tigers. Nicely done. Right, right. And the, um, what do you call that thing when they pick the players is coming up soon? The draft. That would be it. The draft. (laughs) You sound like you spend a lot of time on baseball. Yeah. Yeah, you're an expert on baseball. I know this stuff like the back of my hand. Right. Right, so so Dylan Dylan Cruz, right? That's did I get nice. that right? Okay, well, Ooh, hopefully we'll be going as number one. We'll see, we'll see. So right now we are talking baseball boyfriends. These are the guys that we picked in the off season because there's something cool about them. We each picked one guy per team. If you're interested in finding everything out about them, go back to our past episodes from the off season. Lots of fun. One guy I picked was Corbin Carroll, and we both actually picked him, I believe, for NL Rookie of the Year, of the year yep. prediction. Yep. And he is living up to our expectations. He is as of well, he's the the only one of our current picks. So guys that we picked this year who is in the starting lineup for the All-Star game. For him to get in there as a rookie is super impressive. So It is. Now, also, the rest of the starting lineup is mm-hmm. largely baseball boyfriends of the past yes, for absolutely. us because, you know, we do have good picks this year. Um, we, 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 on, we only got the one. We had more boyfriends in the, the Phase 2 voting Adley, but yeah. they didn't all make it all the way. I, I voted for Adley as much as I could. I appreciate so it's, it's you. It's not my fault. And I appreciate I know you. all of you who are listening voted for Adley as well, right? So this is actually interesting because at the end of phase one, mm-hmm. Adley was way ahead of Jonah Heim, who really? was the starting catcher for the American League in first round voting but those votes don't carry over so they do like a a vote between those two and so i guess the people who voted for you know not adley moved (laughs) their votes over to jonah but that's okay jonah's a fine catcher he really is so let me explain how all-star rosters happen because it's you think you have a lot of power fans you have some power you don't have all the power. Here's how it goes. The full rosters are being announced tonight, so we may um, burst in with a couple of announcements as they come up. Oh, fun stuff. But we didn't, you know, we didn't have them going into our prep. Mm-hmm. But what we do know were the nine starting position player positions. Excuse me, position players and yeah. uh, including the designated hitter. Those are determined by you the fans in that two-phase vote which we just talked about. The pitchers and the reserves for both squads that's 23 players for each side, the American League and the National League, are determined by the player ballot and also the commissioner's office. So the player ballot determines 17 of those 23, which include eight pitchers and one backup for every position. Okay. And then 
the commissioner's office has six selections, which is supposed to be four pitchers and two position players, but their job in batting cleanup there is to make sure <laughs> there's at least one representative from each of the 30 teams. Wow. So they have... so. I get that. That's a good thing. That's a little bit of the the, the commissioning that, that I do with our fantasy league is to kind of make sure everyone has different teams represented. So there, that that's the role of those final six from the commissioner's office. The starting pitcher is determined by the manager of that of the All Star team for the National League and the All Star team for the American League. Fun fact: the um, Texas, the Rangers, are the first team since 2016 that has four starters two of them are my former boyfriends i'm okay with that yeah and and one is a, a rookie what's his name i was just looking it up uh, uh josh jung also is the other rookie besides corbin Car- carroll who's yeah. who's in there so that was like hard to predict yes in in advance that yes is. and the the starting lineup also has very few teams and i am more i think i don't know it's it's sad not to see any red Sox, but not shocking but i really feel like there should be an oriole in there like that yeah. for texas plus how many tampa like two 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 tampa aaron judge like so i those, did those are two first place teams yeah yeah and yeah. and and aaron judge who is aaron judge and so he got in but i yeah. did everything i could to vote for everybody else <laughs> besides him and then mike trout is mike trout so i guess it makes sense that's basically it holy shit it's aaron judge mike trout tampa and texas is the American League? <laughs> wow. Yeah. What? What? what Shohei. Uh, oh, and Shohei Otani. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, DH. I wasn't looking that far. Yes. Yep. Yep. And Shohei, but it, which makes sense also. Like you've yeah. got these three like pillars, and then the two. Teams. You got your three-legged stool. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then everybody else sits on that. Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, all right. So talking about baseball boyfriends a little bit more. I feel like there's, I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like there's an unusual amount of brothers who are facing off against each other for the first time this year Mm -hmm. in MLB. So back in F295, I talked about um, my current O's baseball boyfriend, Ramon Urias, and his brother, Luis. So uh, Luis is on the Brewers. Uh, Ramon is my current pick. Luis, I picked, uh, I don't know, a few years ago. Uh, Clearly, prematurely. (laughs) Um, And... Unfortunately, Luis has been optioned this week, so he is no longer on the Brewers, but they did face off at the start of this month. But because Luis is out, you have an opportunity here. I do have an opportunity because you, you may or may not have heard me um, complain a little bit that <laughs> I've been short no. a middle infielder for much of the season because all of my middle infielders keep getting set up or down or mm-hmm. on the aisle or something. Bryce Terang was somebody who I brought up because I was missing a middle infielder, and he's a second baseman, and then he got sent down He's with with the Brewers. He got sent down at the beginning of June. So once again, I had a hole mm-hmm. in my middle infield. So I was like entirely short a player. Couldn't do anything about it. Well, I'm very sorry about Luis Urias, but that meant Bryce Terang got to come up and make my team whole again. <laughs> so Bryce, I mean, he deserved to be sent down when he did because he was not doing very well, but he was doing much better in triple a so hopefully his much lower strikeout rate and his much better bat will carry on now that he's back up into the majors he had three hits and two runs batted in the last two games since he's been brought up so i'm hoping that continues that's a really good sign and actually this is a net if we're looking at ourselves as a team here where this is a net um gain for no crying in baseball because luis is not a current boyfriend of mine so he was really doing me no use being in the majors anyway that's it so might as well send him down right ramon and I just put in my lineup today. I didn't see how he did. I'm hoping he did something. 
Uh, I did not mention that a few days later. So after, so Ramon and Luis opposed each other on the field for the first time on June 6th, even though they there were other opportunities, but stars just did not align because of injuries and stuff until this year. Nathaniel and Josh Lowe, and this is the Lowe's, not the Lowe's. Mm-hmm. This is Lowe. So Nathaniel is my current Rangers baseball boyfriend who I very, very, very foolishly did not put in my my lineup. And he got nabbed, I think, by um, Late for Suppa, who's now renamed. I don't know. Somebody, somebody in, our, in our league has him. Um, Josh, however, I feel like it's since I had the set of Urias brothers, I think that we need to do brothers in a set. So like if you've picked one, you, get both. you should have dibs on the ex- next one in the time. that This is going to go in your favor in just a moment. So, okay. so we'll see how this shakes out. But wow. I'm thinking mm. that I might be able to get Josh this year so that I, that I get a set of lows. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh actually debuted on my kid's birthday in 2021 and has been up and down, but just came back up and got to face his brother on June 9th. More recently, and this is not a current boyfriend, but I'm just throwing it in there because, again, this is just another brothers facing each other for the first time. David uh, Fletcher, who I shit, I didn't write down when I picked it. I think it was recently. It was like last year or the year before in the Angels. He actually spent some time in AAA this year sort of getting his shit together. And his brother Dominic just came up with the D-backs. They faced off against each other um, this past Friday, just a couple days ago. We're, we're recording on Sunday, June 30th. And they played um, at Angel Stadium, and that was significant because they grew up near there, and they grew up as Angels fans. So it's kind of poetic for the brothers to be facing each other for the first time at Angel Stadium. They actually had the chance to play together, and I, I don't remember if we talked about this, on Team Italy. Their mom grew up in Italy, so they had a very good reason to be playing for Team Italy, and they talked about how that was really meaningful because it was the first time that they'd played together since high school. So David, yeah, just got back up June 21st, spent some time in AAA. Um, Dominic was called up on Friday for a not good reason for my fantasy team. Corbin Carroll was injured. Oh, and he oh. was like my main points getter for the D-backs. But, you know, at least I got to talk about this stuff. So that's why he came back up. Um, in on a sad note, their dad died a few weeks ago, June ooh, 12th. Ooh. Yeah, so... Uh, a sort of a incredibly bittersweet moment, you know, that the brothers finally get to 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 be on the same fields, facing off against each other in, in Angel Stadium, but but Dad wasn't there. I watched an interview that just made me cringe with Heidi Watney, who I used to. I mean, I'm sure she's a lovely person. She used to be on Nesson, and now she's. I think it was ESPN. And the first question that made me go is is she said you know, acknowledging that their dad had just passed, which is an important thing to do. You know, it's it's definitely something on everybody's mind. But she asked, what would this moment have meant to him? And I just thought, like, what the fuck? Now, like, I, it's something to acknowledge. I don't know what the right so, question okay, is. So what's the right question? I'm going to weigh in and say, unless you check out ahead of time, if it's right. okay to acknowledge. Yeah. You shouldn't assume, yeah. especially if you're assuming on camera and in front of a microphone. Yeah. Because... Depending on the person, they may or may not be prepared to talk about mm-hmm. it. They may not be ready to talk about it. That's pretty fresh. It yeah. might be different if it's like, oh, you know, a year ago, this, you know, this is on, on the anniversary. Hour. That that's a little bit different. But when it's that fresh, I would say, please don't bring that up in a public situation unless you have done a little. Is it going to be okay? Right. First, my condolences. Are you willing to talk right. about this or not before we go on camera? So maybe she did. Like maybe we can give her the benefit of the doubt. 
No. But we're, I mean, we're talking, we're, no, no, we're, I mean, we're, we're talking like a little more than two weeks. Like that's, so, so buckle up. If, if yeah. I'm going I'm to ask you for your reaction to this next one. So conversation continues and she said something acknowledging that their mom was there and, and how great it was that mom was here to watch you. And what's it feel like to know that dad is looking down from heaven? You know, I would say, do we know that though? Right. Right. And who, I, that's that's like a lot of assumptions. A that, lot like 17 of in a row. And I can name them all. Yeah. And again, see above. Don't talk about this stuff, especially yeah. when it's fresh, unless you have cleared it with the person that you're interviewing. Because no, I, if I yeah. were on the other end of that microphone, my jaw would be at my chest. Yeah. Like, I, did you really just ask me that? Yeah. I think they both just took it in stride like they looked very composed and not shaken but oh, but they also might just shit. have been flabbergasted right. by that so yeah don't please folks don't make assumptions yeah. about those things it tread tread lightly and gently and and do acknowledge it personally and off camera mm-hmm. by leading with your condolences yeah not with hey let's talk about this right yeah Right. Yeah, be be human first, and then gently ask. Yeah, and then please, please follow the wishes. We, of the we need we need a Patty's book for for interviewers. You know, it, it's just it's common, common sense. sense. You would think. You would think. You would think. Hey, can I tell you about a wacky thing that happened at that very same game? Oh, please do. All right, you may or may not have seen a video clip of a cat running down the left field line in the ninth inning of that same game. Yeah. The brother versus brother game, and then leaping up into the stands. You know that the two women that reacted to that, that who, are, who like jumped, were scared yeah, the shit one, out of them. One jumped practically in the lap yeah. of the other one who just cracked up. So one was like scared, startled, and the other yeah. one was just cracking up. They were the significant others of the brothers who were playing in that game. So Emily Edwards is the fiance of Dominic Fletcher, and Kiara Fletcher is the wife of of um, Angels infielder David Fletcher. So they were the wow. two caught on camera being jump scared with cat issues <laughs> by, by the cat. <laughs> Holy shit! Them and Eduardo Escobar has cat issues. Like they, that was their joke was chasing him around the clubhouse with a cat. <laughs> so all right, they should just all hang out together. That's hysterical because yeah. I saw that clip, but I yes. had no idea yes. who it was. All right, so just further in the the brothers stuff this year, I don't, I couldn't find any like compilation of um, if this is a record number of brothers. But your 2020 pick for the for the Guardians. Right. Was, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Josh Naylor. His brother, Bo, uh, came up this year. And oh, my God, they're so fucking cute. They really they, are. They are adorable. So uh, a, a little over a week ago, before we, we recorded before, was Bo's first hit. And Josh's reaction in the dugout is the cutest thing. You know, he jumps and a big smile and the, and the, the oh, yay, more beer. Um Pause, pause. That was that pause was the sound like clear- of me me finishing yeah. the the tropical IPAs so to get ready for the Hellas. Um, so Bo, not only got his first hit out of the way, but he had a crazy defensive move this past week where he caught a, a pitch that was way outside. He's, and did but you Bo's see a that? catcher, right? Yeah, right. So he caught the pitch that was way outside and managed to throw it throw out the guy who was trying to steal second but it was it was gorgeous it was like he couldn't even see second from the way he he caught the ball did you see this clip i did it's, not it's in our um our show notes so you all can check it out but he just spun around amazing amazing play and then this past week he got his first home run at kansas city 
So the other fun fact about his first home run at Kansas City, Anthony Kastrovins of MLB.com pointed out that he is joining other Bows who got their <laughs> first home run in Kansas City. So Bo Jackson, Bo, Bo knows everything, in 1986. Bo Bichette, your former guy from, uh, from Toronto, 2019, and Bo Naylor, 2023, all got their first home runs in Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. So that's a little weird. That's really cool. I love that. Bo yeah. knows Kansas City. So if anybody else out there knows of other boy, uh, boyfriend, no, brothers, brothers that are out there, please let us know because I had a really hard time trying to figure out how many of the current players, like there's all-time list of, of brothers in history, of which I think there are 440, but that's per family, not individuals. And some of those families had more than one brother, say the Molinas. There were like three or four of those. Okay. Um, Molinas for days. Yeah, so many. Yeah. But I don't know how many are currently playing. There are the Contreras brothers, which I also, again, picked both pair. I got both Wilson and William. Um, and I picked Lourdes Gurriel in 2019. Could not pick Yuli because of his offensive gesture in the dugout. So that just, you know, you know, maybe he has uh, rehabilitated since then. This is when he, I believe, was making fun of you, Darvish. Um, he was. And that's just not okay. And I hope that he is, he has atoned for his wrongs. But, you know, we have a limited ability to choose baseball boyfriends and we're just going to cross off anybody who crosses our line and that's that so yeah I'm, I'm looking for anybody out there who can fill us in for more brothers to look out for moving on to other boyfriends who may or may not have brothers at all mm. we just don't know <laughs> i'm gonna set this one up by saying a very good friend of mine who lives down the street when our kids were young we decided that we should teach each other's kids how to ride a bike and how to drive a car. Yes. Because kids can be prickly when their parents tell them something, but less prickly when it's coming from someone else that they that they trust, yep. but it's just not a parental figure. Keep that in mind when I tell you this story. My Detroit boyfriend, Spencer Torkelson, had his first multi-home run game on Thursday. He hit two homers in one game. Wow. He ended the game with four runs batted in, which was his career high for a single game. And that's when Detroit beat the Rangers 8-5. to five. Prior to that game, he got advice from Miggy Cabrera in the batting cages pregame. Spencer describes it like this. He said, we were in the cage before the game, and I didn't feel great. And Miggy was like, just trust your hands and go to the big part of the field. It's what my dad told me a week ago, but it's a little different coming from Miggy. Well, he's got a very good point there. I mean, that's sort of like, you know, driving lessons from you or somebody who's like a, you know, famous NASCAR driver whose name I don't know because I don't follow that shit. But, you know, it's like that kind of difference. It's not just parent versus somebody else. It's somebody else with, with like, a little bit of Yeah, rec record-setting numbers yeah. of hits, for instance. Right. For sure. For sure. But I, I like that he did it. Admit that, too. Yeah, my, my, my dad said that, too. Dad must have been like, I told you We so. don't pick pitchers individually as boyfriends, but for the purposes of our fantasy league, we pick pitchers from a single team to be our flock of pitchers. I picked the Rangers this year, and there's good news and bad news about that currently. Oh. We've talked a lot about how Nathan Evaldi is the star right now. Stop. You, you don't have to say I it know. anymore. You've said it I enough just, times. Oh, stop. It stop talking. Okay. Stop talking. Okay. I love Nate. So Nate the Great. He, this just yesterday for us, Saturday, 
pitched seven scoreless in Texas' win over Houston, and in doing so, he became the second American League 10-game winner. He has the second most wins in all of the majors behind, yes, Tampa Bay, Shane McClanahan, because Tampa Bay is leading everything. But now Shane's out. So, yeah. so there so, goes Nate. Yeah. He's going to. And it's likely that he'll end up being an all star as well, because when you yeah. are, you have that number of wins, even though wins are kind of a weird stat for for pitchers. Right. But yeah, I have a feeling he's going to be an all star. He'll be the starter. When we pick our flocks, we pick a subset of pitchers from the team because we can only have a certain number, which makes it very easy for me to not have to write off my current Rangers pitchers, even though three of them are no longer available to me, because Texas just picked up Araldus frickin' Chapman from Kansas City. Thankfully, oh, can I just say, I learned this initially when Junior Potty Mouth read off his phone, hey, Chapman to Texas, and I yeah. immediately went to Matt Chapman. I'm like, what? And then, oh, no, 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 Araldus. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that tracks, because who else would actually pick up yeah. Chapman? But... As Potty Mouth has said before, it's important to tell the whole story about somebody when you mention them. And in the ESPN article about this trade, not too far down in the story, they note the domestic abuse suspension that Araldus frickin' Chapman had and, and the, the handgun aspect of the whole thing and also having to like getting booted from New York for not showing up for, for practices. He, they noted all of those things, which led them to ask, the general manager of the Rangers, Chris Young, did you pay attention to any of this? And he said yeah. they did an extensive amount of background checks. And they said, and I quote, we're very comfortable with the person and certainly the player. Wow. Wow, indeed. Yeah. All right. So, so maybe appropriately, I'm going to go into apologies right now. <laughs> so maybe, Chris Young, if you're out there, please listen up because you might have to do this someday very soon, which is how to apologize. So I'm just going to do a little review reminder of the No Crying in Baseball um, guidelines for what makes a good apology. And they're pretty simple. First of all, face up. Acknowledge what you did wrong, bluntly. You Not, I'm sorry if you thought that, No. I did this, and I'm sorry for it. I so, was wrong to do this. There yeah. you go. That is exactly it. Like, admit that you were wrong, that you fucked up. Fucked up is a fine way to say it. Number two, you need to have some concrete steps that you are going to do to make amends somehow. So I can say, don't worry. It'll never happen again. Right. I promise. Does Not that work? good enough. No? How Not about good enough. how about I'll try super hard? Not good enough. Okay. Not good enough. You've got to show me your volunteer hours at some uh, you know, organization to help victims of domestic violence or what whatever the issue is. You need to put, and not just your money, especially. This is true, is especially important for, for major league baseball stars who have a shit ton of money. Oh, I'm just gonna make a big ass donation. No. You need to show that you are learning and that you are changing. So we have two examples this week. And example number one, um, I was checking uh, Instagram and I saw that the Brockton Rocks, which is a, a college, it's a collegiate summer baseball in Massachusetts. And I'm wondering if any of them are listening now because now they know who we are. So hi there. And I appreciate the exchange that we had. So I, I definitely appreciate that. They had... Uh, Posted on Instagram, 
a sort of I don't meme isn't the right word, but I don't know these newfangled social media things. I'm not I'm not it's, good it's at this. It's, I think it's, it's a meme. It's it's you, you interview all the players and other teams have done this. So I'm sorry for calling out the Broxton Rocks for that because they're not the only ones. So there are others definitely who have done this when you interview the player and you say something like, well, she's a 10, but she doesn't know balls from strikes. And then the player responds with how they would change her number in their view. So, oh, that means she's a three to me. And then they'll say something equally offensive like, oh, well, she's a three, but she knows what ERA means. And then the player says, oh, well, that makes her a seven or an eight or something like that. But it's it's wrong on a variety of levels. I mean, first of all, this is Pride Month. So there's a there's an assumption there that you're you're speaking with people who are interested in rating women. Um, and then also rating women. Like this is fucking yeah, just I think just lead with rating right. women. Just don't. Just don't do it. It's not no. Right. There's no. Just no. You don't need to give me a fucking number and then adjust that based on things that I know about baseball or my well, you know, appearance. If people were to do that, numbers don't go high enough to rate there you, my go. friend. But that's, you know. So because I had been following the Brockton Rocks, I mean, they're, they're a, a special organization because last year especially, they had a whole bunch of sons of former Red Sox players. They had a baby Ortiz and a baby Ramirez and a, and a baby Martinez. And uh, they still have one of them. I can't remember. I think it's the Ramirez. So I'd been following them for a while, and I know that Brian Ruby also had uh, had some sort of a baseball relationship with them first, but also recently visited them as part of Pride Month. They had changed their symbol to have the, the rainbow on it, yet they posted this. They have a woman on their team. Right. They're one of the very few teams in, the, in collegiate summer baseball to have women yeah. on the team. Yeah, so actually that's why I actually watched it to the end because I started watching and I was like, are they really doing this? And then I thought, oh, maybe it's a joke. Maybe they're gonna they're gonna interview Marika, Marika right? Lischik, uh at the end and there'll be something really funny. But, but no, they didn't. So I wrote to them and their head of, I should have written down her title, but she wrote back very kindly saying that, and, and this is kind of what I thought. We have a bunch of interns running the ship here. So these are kids who are, you know, savvy with social media, but maybe not so savvy with the finer points of what's appropriate and what's not and didn't quite soak up everything that had been presented to them for, for a pie month. So she was very kind and she gave the best assignment in the world to those interns, which was that each one of them had to write a response to us. So I, I wrote this on a private message. I didn't want to blast them, although here I am talking to you all about it. But, you but know, you're because, our friends. That's because they responded very well. Yeah. they. So she responded great. Yeah. And then she farmed it out and everybody else responded. And so here's where we go into sort of the NCIB apology rating system. I wrote back We don't saying, rate women, but we rate, rate apologies. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We I are not afraid to judge. That, I, that, that might be the title. That's a great episode title. Um, <laughs> so they wrote back, and I wrote back saying thank you for considering this, and I, I understand that this is a learning opportunity, and I didn't point this out to them in writing, but maybe if you guys are listening, you can, and I'm sorry if I've offended you by this point. I'm, I'm really not trying to are bash you. Are you sorry if, I, if you offended them? Oh, shit. I just did the wrong apology. Yeah. I am sorry if what I said, mm, shit, nope, no, that's nope. not it. I but, don't mean to be offensive. Right. I don't well, know if you can get out of this. that's not wrong either. Uh, yeah, no. That's I, not wrong. I think you're not actually apologizing. Mm. I think you don't need to apologize. Yeah. Well, I think I do need to say something like, 
I'm sorry that I'm using this public. There you go. There we go. I'm sorry that I'm using this public venue for for voicing this, and perhaps I should have instead written to this to you personally. But I think that we are using this to educate the greater public. It's How a, about it's that? It's a very good object lesson, okay. I think. Yeah. So what they said in response to us was, "We appreciate your feedback and apologize if the content of the post has caused any disappointment or discomfort." So that's where I kind of feel like you guys came really, really close. But we are sorry that we caused this. Not we are sorry if, if you we caused, felt yeah, this. Yeah, right. Yes. Okay. And then again, they said, we want to assure you that it was never our intention to promote or endorse any form of misogyny or homophobia. Instead of saying something like, we put this out there and now we understand that I it was a misogynistic and homophobic statement. I, I think they can refer to their intentions, but they can't leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Say, we didn't intend to do this, but now we see that we okay. have. Here's where they get the brownie points, though. And, and now you guys did well here. It. Now oh, I want sorry. They said, we are definitely using this as an opportunity to reflect, learn, and ensure that we are consistently promoting a positive and inclusive environment for our audience. Bingo. Very nice. Good job there. Very, Good job very there. nice. So just a little bit of polishing with the other stuff. And it's and it's all about the you know taking ownership and then the concrete steps they took down the post so they did do concrete steps mm -hmm. so power to them for that and I look forward to hearing other positive things coming out of Brockton um, so close to Boston land of my birth example two also close to land of my birth um, the Red Sox Alex Cora apologized to Kenley Jansen Kike Hernandez and Justin Turner so Alex Cora as you might recall, was suspended for a full year of baseball because of in his involvement as bench coach in the Astros cheating scandal in 2017. He won the World Series with the Red Sox in 2018. So um, there, there, there was that turnover. But when the, the Astros won, they beat the Dodgers. And Kenley Jansen, Kike Hernandez, and Justin Turner were all on that Dodgers team. They sure team. were that lost that World Series because of Astros cheating. Especially, really, the big guy that was affected by that was Kenley Jansen. Because Kenley had his best season that year. He And I wrote it down somewhere. He had like a 1.32 ERA, 41 saves. He was sharp through the playoffs until he got to the World Series. That was the first time that he was lit up. And it was because they knew his pitches. So apparently during spring training, and it wasn't covered then, apparently Alex Cora had a private meeting with the three of them to say, appropriately, we fucked up. And I honestly, I, like I looked at three sources and I'm very sad to say I couldn't find anything else. The three sources I found were Fox News, <laughs> New York Post, and Nessun, which is the New England Sports Network. So nothing that it has a lot of uh, credibility fox sports does okay if it's fox sports all right have, they have cred all right good so it was fox sports so it's it's interesting though that this happened during spring training but it came out now apparently kenley had it was because kenley was on a podcast and he talked oh, about it okay so there wasn't that much information or at least nothing that i could find about what cora said beyond we fucked up <laughs> but that he admitted i did wrong which i think he has done multiple times at the at this point but that he had the guts to do that in front of these three guys to call them into a private meeting and 
clearly take steps, you know, positive steps. So Jansen said, and I quote, I just felt like I wanted to cry at that moment when he said that. It just felt like a weight came off for him to step up and say we fucked up as a whole group. And then I also super appreciate Kenley for taking it a step further and saying, you know, he was asked, well, are, are you mad about this? Are you mad now? And he said, why should I be mad if you, t if you tell me you don't make mistakes, who are you? We all make mistakes in this world. We learn from it and get better. And for him, he learned from it and got better. I learned from it also. You have to forgive and I forgive him for that. I appreciate him and I love him for that. We can move on. And Justin Turner said, good to hear, good to wipe our hands clean and move forward. So they can all be a team now. They're all together. Kenley Jensen's been doing amazing for the Red Sox. And I appreciate Alex Cora for doing that. I know that, you know, he's got a long way to go for atonement from fucking up that much. But I feel and I hope that... Um, that he's making the appropriate steps. Hey, there's a related fun fact. Um, I thought about talking about this in a previous week, and we just had too many other things. But uh, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, mm -hmm. recently said that he's kind of rethinking his his strategy of offering immunity to players during the the really um, investigation of that scandal. He seems to think that they may have gotten that the same amount of proof of information without offering immunity and then players would have had consequences. But also at the time they thought that the consequences wouldn't stick. The players union, others would fight back so that they could issue consequences and punishments yeah. and but they wouldn't stick. And then I think in retrospect, he's like, but it's okay that they didn't stick if we could have at least called that out and assigned the blame and assign the responsibility in all the places yeah. where it's due that that so it seems like he's hasn't let that go either so that i found that interesting that's you know i think the, who it's affected most have been the players who have gone to other teams because they've had to yeah talk to other people yeah you know the guys who have stayed there you know like bregman altuve yeah they're they haven't had to like put their their face in the fire, but, but you know, others and, have. And also, all the pitchers that they faced yes. were cheated. Their yeah. stats were are not real. There's a lot of yeah, right. There's a yeah. lot of a lot of consequence yeah. that they caused. They caused harm to a lot of players. Yeah, I, of and people. I think Kenley Jansen, like as the closer, yeah, like poof. All right, happier stuff. Yeah, kind of interesting, especially timing wise. We've been talking a lot about the NHL. Last week, we talked about how they've made a decision as a league to not have specialty jerseys during warm-ups for specific theme days, like Pride, like Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, other historic you know, days that they host in various cities because they're not league-wide. So they said, no, individual teams shouldn't do this. They can still have those nights. But So anyway, so moving mm -hmm. on from that, not within days of that, they announced both the the NHL and their players union, the NHLPA, announced together the development of something called the Player Inclusion Coalition. That's a nice title. And the they have earmarked more than a million dollars to support the coalition's wow. programs to make hockey, and I quote, more accessible, more inclusive, and more diverse. And some of the statistics that they provided in the background of this were not just about who is playing hockey, but who's also working. Mm -hmm. in hockey whether it's front office people or stadium oh, wow. staff but, but they, okay. they they really did the demographics of the whole picture of who is supported by the mm -hmm. support by, by the sport of hockey 
Mark Frazier is a black NHL player. Well, he played for 2006-2020. He now, he now has a job in the front office of the Maple Leafs in their, you know, d- diversity and inclusion office. So he's, an, he's a front office exec mm-hmm. now, former player. He said, because I'm an example of someone who had success, but even as an executive at the NHL level, I still walk into arenas and I don't see the same world inside the arena that I do outside the arena. So creating accessibility, entryways, pathways in this sport, whether it be a grassroots organization for queer youth to grow the women's game for racialized youth or for black youth, it's important for them to be able to have access and entry into this amazing thing that has given us so many opportunities in life. He's saying all the right words. Mm-hmm. He's saying all the right words. So I am hopeful. They listed the, I think it's like 20 members of this coalition who are their ambassadors, and they represent a lot of different demographics that that the league wants to focus on for inclusion. I'm going to single out a couple of the people whose names I recognized. You know, I am a casual hockey fan. These are the people whose names I recognized. Julie Chu was the first Asian-American woman on the U.S. Olympic team. She was on four U.S. Olympic teams. Wow. Megan Duggan. Mm-hmm. Right? So, so she's yeah. more recently. She's a three-time Olympian, including the more, most recent gold medal team who now works as the director of player development for the New Jersey Devils. Really? Right. That's happy. And both these women played professional women's hockey as well. P.K. Saban is a black player, 13 years in the NHL. He's a co-chair of this coalition. And Zach Whitecloud, we just talked about a few weeks ago in our police blotter because there was an announcer Mm -hmm. who mocked his last name of Whitecloud. So Zach is a current player. He is the first indigenous NHL player from the Sioux Valley Dakota Nation and a member of the current Stanley Cup champion, um, Vegas Golden Knights, is on this. So I think they did a good job of, of selecting people to represent a lot of the underrepresented groups who are their their target for this kind of outreach. All right. It's brand new. We'll see how it goes, but it's a step in the right direction. Okay. Go NHL. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see something positive coming out of that. So I'm going to go to the all-important fashion, fashion corner. The All-Star Game outfits have come out, and I'm going to call them outfits. Oh, God. I know. I know you like the uniform thing. Because uniform is actually what they are. Yeah. That's why I like it, because it's the actual word. But, but however, I'm going to I'm gonna sort of like defend the outfit thing, because it's just for the All-Star Game, and, and this is actually a fairly new phenomenon. So the first ever All-Star Game was in 1933, and they had special outfits for that game. Or uniforms. Yes. And then they went back to players playing in their team uniforms, which happened from 1934 to 2019. Why are those uniforms? And if they're, if they're as a team wearing the same clothes, it's an outfit <laughs> and not a uniform. Well, because it's a special event, maybe. Like no. you wear an outfit to a gala or to the prom. Is it a gala or is it actually it, a sporting event it, in which it, they function it, as a team? Yes. They, it's a uniform. It's true. Go it's ahead. A, I'm, a I'm just going to keep interrupting sure. and saying that, but go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Tell me more. So <laughs> in, in 2021 is when the change happened that on the field and then so so mind you there have been all-star outfits jesus christ no before 2021 for marketing purposes and for uh warm up on the field purposes so like in 2019 yeah that Mm -hmm. um that and and sometimes the the home run derby and that's been a little Mm -hmm. unclear because i was trying to look up old videos and sometimes they wear their team uniforms and sometimes they wear the new outfits but it depends on You can't see, Patty. Like I'm shaking my head so hard, things are going to come out my ears. Yeah. 
so there have been the the American and national outfit or, or t-shirt or whatever it is Jersey. but they haven't yeah that's that's it they haven't worn them on the field as a team until 2021 so in 2021 there was the um renowned outfit of you could get navy or white and i don't remember which one was al and mm-hmm. which one was nl but they had the three vertical letters on the on the left with the team logo above it and it looked like a soccer jersey is what everybody everybody commented yeah. on that. So there, that was not very popular. But that was the first time that players were not wearing their actual uniforms, their home team uniforms, on the field during the All-Star game. So prior to that, players did wear uniforms reflecting their team, but they did have something on them yeah. that identified them as – all. they might have had an All-Star patch right. on them. Some of them had, like, their names on them, like, in some different way with, like, a number of stars for how many times they'd been yep. appointed. So there, there was something special on it, but, yes, they were, in fact – they represented their – regular team not the team that they were playing on for this game for the all-star game yeah right so 2022 was a, i think a little bit classier i like the 22 uniforms so the the team names were still on there as they were in 21 you know but with the with the weird three letters thing but in 22 you could see the whole team name um and it was in gold on gray for the american league or on white for the national league a little bit classy mm-hmm. and then this year no team names. So this is the big change for this year. It just says American or National on the front. And the Futures League, the Futures um, game has been doing this, I believe, all along. Um, actually, they had the, the American World for a while. Yeah. And then they, they changed to American and National. Um, this year, they are in Mariners colors, sort of. So there's a teal-ish. I don't think it's really teal, but teal-ish. there's a teal-ish teal-ish. And, and a navy-ish. Teal adjacent. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're Mariners colors. They're lovely. And there's the starburst Mariner symbol um, in for the last A in each word. And it's got the MLB guy in the center of it. And there's a lot of, of Seattle meaning in it. They talk about the topography, right? So the, the Navy one... Is it the Navy one that's the the they, sea and they, the other one's the mountains or they, something? They, they look vaguely like either, you know, an like ocean in yeah. in, in, in the movement of the ocean or or, or, top, <laughs> or topographical map. They really do. I, I had heard they look like camouflage, but I don't think so. I think they mm. very much look like maps. Yeah. I, I, I like them. I like them very much. They're lovely. They're lovely. They are lovely. And they are in Nike's new uniform fabric that is actually going to be in every MLB uniform next year. It is 90% recycled polyester. So yay for the environmental effect of that. Dry fit technology. So apparently a lot more comfortable. And it dries 28% faster, I guess, than the old uniforms and has 25% more stretch. So it, they've got to be really lovely to wear. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to buy something that says American on the front. Like, I just, you just can't pay me to do that. Well, you don't need <laughs> like, to. Yeah, no, right. See, the thing is, no one's going to make you. And right. I, I, I want to I um, pick one more bone. Sure. They do have the team names on it. They are the American the League. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. When they are in the All-Star game, mm-hmm. you're not playing as a guardian. Right, right. You're playing. Okay, this is, comes from watching the movie Miracle a right, thousand right. times when the coach asks them, who do you play for? And right. they keep saying their college team. And finally, they get it right. And they say, no, I play for the United States right. of America. That's what's happening here. This is their team name. They are the National League team and the American League right. team. That is their team for the purpose of this game, team names. But that's a very new thing. Like, that. this is the first year they're doing that. That's the first year they're, they're identifying it that way. Right. But, they, but they do say, you are an all-star on the American League yeah. team. Oh, totally, totally. So it is... 
I'm all for it. I like it when the guys are dressed like they're yeah. playing together. They're not like a ragtag bunch of people who are playing pickup soccer sure. and in the park down the street. They are playing together as a team, and now they look like it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just like the last year of it better than this year because they did still have – well, actually, this year they, they, they do have their – actual team on the sleeve so it says american or national on the front mm -hmm. but they have one sleeve mm -hmm. with their actual team and the other sleeve with the all-star patch that does team. that does um you know show how many mm -hmm. stars they have how many times that they've been mm -hmm. there and i agree i i get it and i think it makes sense that this is your team for today you're wearing the uniform for the team and they're doing this clearly for merchandising i mean i think that's what's behind it that that nike's trying to sell more jerseys sure and if and if you see the guys on the field with the jersey you're more likely to buy it i'm just personally not going to buy a jersey that advertises american maybe so, national i don't know but also they have sold the batting practice jerseys right. for years that right. said american or national so this is the, this this is the jersey this is the equivalent of that yeah. That has it on there. It's the people who were going to buy it are still going to buy it. And the people who weren't probably are still not going to buy it. Right. I think they're hoping, though. I mean, my guess is that the reason why they're doing this mm -hmm. is to sell more jerseys. Yeah. Because you're going to look like the guys who are on the field. Yeah. I'm okay with it. I actually am pro this 100%. I like that they look like a unified team. Because that they're playing yeah. together. They're not just showing up whoever shows up in whatever gear they have can play. It's it's interesting though that the Mariners have definitely taken ownership of it though because mm -hmm. it is Mariners. I mean even though it's Do you remember the San Diego ones that were the the the, the brown and gold ones that everyone said like, oh my god uh, these are horrible. They're like yeah but, but we're yeah, playing right. here. These are our colors. Right. So we're doing this. Yeah and and the, they have like the sunburst thing which is their thing and and it says the future is here above that little lower left-hand thing with the um coordinates for T-Mobile Park, the Mariners that's um, stadium. really cool. They kind of, you know what? Yeah. They sort of made a city connect out of this. Oh, they did. That's that's a good way to put it. So what I don't get, so I so one thing I like, I like the socks. They have they have two kinds. <laughs> the socks are lovely. The ones actually for the home run derby are even nicer because they've got kind of like a mountain thing going. Mm -hmm. The All Star Game just have the I think it's like this the Starburst thing. So I do like the socks. The hats are all mint, which actually looks good with the navy shirt, but not so good with the teal. A little clashy one. with the teal. A little clashy with I the teal. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I, yeah. I can see where that would be not right. Yeah. But it, it's definitely people have a lot of opinions. Yes. A lot of like, well, I wish I mean, it were like the old day opinions, but I get what you're there, saying. There's two of us and we have two opinions. So yeah, I think we're exactly where we're <laughs> I think we, I, well, but there's two of us and we have like 10 opinions, really. Well, yeah, we, we, we have a lot of opinions yeah. per capita. I, I do, I do like the comfort, like the comfort thing yeah. I think is nice. And the recycled thing is very nice. Um, Yeah, not going to buy American. All right, speaking of fashion, I'm going to go for old fashioned. And the Madison Mallards, who are in the uh, Summer Collegiate League, the Northwoods League. Oh, the Northwoods League. Which is Love huge, yes. actually. So the Northwoods League has four divisions with six yeah. teams in they're, each they're division. So the Madison Mallards, Madison, Wisconsin, are part of the Great Lakes West Division. The Northwoods League um, has a ton of famous alums. And just a few that jumped out to me were Max Scherzer, Pete Alonso, and Chris Sale. So lots of people coming from here. They have an alter ego. We, we've talked a lot about minor league alter egos. I wasn't aware that the collegiate summer leagues also had alter egos. The Madison Mallards have an alter ego called the Old Fashions. And we are very pro old fashioned if you're talking cocktail. Like we might not be old fashioned ourselves or maybe in some ways, but, but the cocktail. Very fond of the cocktail. <laughs> lovely thing. So last night, so we're recording on July 2nd. So on July 1st, the Madison Mallards, a.k.a. the Old Fashions, broke the record, according to Guinness, 
for the world's largest old-fashioned cocktail, brandy old-fashioned cocktail. Huh. So in this cocktail, they created a 325-gallon beverage, and apparently it had to be in one vessel so that they had a specialty big-ass <laughs> glass for this whole cocktail that contained 500 oranges, five gallons of maraschino cherries, 10 and a half gallons of Wallersham brandy old-fashioned cocktail syrup made with Wisconsin cherry juice, Milwaukee made bitters and brown sugar. So I like the local oh, part of this. Oh, all together, okay. Yeah. 187 two-liter bottles of Starry. I didn't know what's, have you heard of Starry? I'm not. It's like Sprite. It's like a lemon-lime soda. Okay. 36 nine-inch ice cubes. And then the important part, 239 one-liter bottles of Wallersheim brandy. And it was in a custom-made inflatable glass. I'm guessing that's because it was not breakable because you wouldn't want to break that. Also, could you lift something made out of glass that was that know. large? Yeah. I, 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 go for, I don't know. I don't know. Um, they You could buy them. So for, so for it to, to get the Guinness World Record, Guinness Book of World Records actual record, it had to sit there in its own big glass for 45 minutes. So for some reason, you couldn't buy your little sample of the old fashioned for 45 minutes. But after that, they sold drinks in commemorative, and I quote, I drank from the world's largest old fashioned glass. That's what it was printed for I don't know how much money, and fans could buy that. I, I want to just put this out there in the world that I would very much like one of those glasses. Yes. So if you were a lucky person to drink from the world's largest old-fashioned and don't care to keep your glass, yeah. can you please get in touch with us? Because I am a big fan of the old-fashioned, and I want that glass. And and you really would have liked so much more about this event. So not only did they have really cool alt jerseys that you could bid for, I think it was a, it was an auction, so you couldn't just buy the old-fashioned jersey. Did they have the cocktail on they the jersey? did, with the maraschino cherry and everything. Lovely font. They also had a petting zoo, maybe not as, as much of excitement, but they had live polka music in, I quote, the Bush Light Duck Blind Hangover Bar. Good so, God, yeah. I wish I'd been there. I know. I would have gone to Wisconsin for this. <laughs> yeah, and it was yesterday. And it was yesterday. Oh. So if anybody was there who's listening, please report back to the class. I know one human who interned with the Northwoods League mm. a couple years ago, but I don't know if that connection is tight enough to get me an eye drank from the world's <laughs> largest old-fashioned glass. But you know I'm going to ask. But seriously, if you have one that you don't want, let, let's talk. Yeah. Let's yeah. I'm talk. thinking we've got to just like pare down that recipe. Like how do we – we've got to well, do a little – Well, I know how to make the old-fashioned right. from the ground up. I don't, we, we don't have to do the backwards math. We can just okay. start with it. But, boy, I'd like to make it in one of those glasses. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Hey, so we have this fantasy league. And then a couple of days ago, it was wacky, but it kind of settled out into the normal thing. At one point mm. – a bunch of people were tied. Oh. And then, like, the kids were in third place. Yeah, they were. What happened? The ki- well, the kids are now back in fifth. So oh. we are again at, I think, the same top five as last week, even though there was so much mayhem yeah. and so much movement during the course of the week. We're back to Bono's boyfriend, still number one. I can't score anymore. I suck. Number two, Save Me Salvi, which is a new name, same team for number three. And all that jazz, number four. And then said it and forget it, kids. As number five, the Short Kings are number six. Wicked Awesome, number seven. Potty Mouth, number eight. Those are all real close there, that little mm-hmm. middle section. And then Karen's Not So Awesome team, followed by me at 10. 
And then the Sunny Slammers and the Bada Bingers. Yeah, they're really The Bada Bingers, formerly Late for Supper, <laughs> are, are number 12. So things happened throughout the whole week. And then right when I went to, you know, take a look for this, for the record, which is every Sunday morning at about 10 o'clock, it was back to last week at 10 o'clock. Wow. Save Me Salvi is really tight with on that's it's close. Yeah. It's close. We yeah. will see what happens by the All Star break. Just super, super quick, I want to give a shout out to my CPBL team. Uh the Unilions have won the half season in the Taiwanese league. So the way that this works is if you win a half season, you have a really good chance of going to that Taiwan series. So they have a, a half season winner and then the other half season winner and which one, ever one of those half season winners has the highest winning percentage, that team definitely goes to the Taiwan series. This is so complicated. The, the other winner of the half season who has a lower percentage has to have a playoff series with the next team with that best overall percentage. Yeah, there's a lot of math involved. If the same team wins both halves of the season, then all hell breaks loose. And I, I don't know, there's there's other playoff situations. But I'm hoping that this means that the Unilions will have a spot in the Taiwan series. And uh, check uh, show notes links for how to watch Breakfast Baseball. I think I put it there. I hope I put it there. You, yeah. you will by the time we actually yeah. make that live. There you go. It's fine. It's fine. Our 300th episode is coming up in two weeks. Oh, man. And we've been talking about things that we like to do. And we'd still be very happy to do this over Squadcast if um, some of you who are Patreon friends would like to sit in the peanut gallery and watch us record yeah, live. But we would also like to... Put your money where our mouths are. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about the organization proud to be in baseball, and it's really pretty meaningful to us. We think it's very important, and it's still a fledgling organization, and it needs help getting off the ground. And a lot of people are going to benefit from this organization. So what we would like to ask you to do, if you are willing, is to donate any amount of money that you are comfortable with to Proud to be in Baseball. And you can get there by going to proudtobeinbaseball.org slash donate and you can do it through paypal or venmo you can use a credit card you can mail a check we would love it if you would in the comments or notes area if you would identify yourself as a as a no crying in baseball listener and i haven't cleared this with potty mouth but i'm going to put this out there right now if you send us documentation that you have made this donation and they should probably do that to our email don't you think that should go to our email, right? Sure. And what is that? That's our, our, I think our email is ncibpodcast at gmail.com, which is also, if you want to find us on Twitter, it's ncibpodcast. Facebook and Instagram are no crying in b-ball. So what I'm going to offer is, you know, we'll, we'll give you to like maybe two weeks after mm-hmm. our 300th broadcast to make your donation. And then we will pick a random winner and we will send you a prize. Hey. A yet-to-be-determined prize. Sure. But all we need is like, you know, a copy of your receipt. You made a donation of any amount mm-hmm. to Proud to be in Baseball at proudtobeinbaseball.org slash donate. And that gets you in the running. Sure. We have lots of baseball prizes to go around. Sure enough. Sure enough. Um, Baseball this week, I'm announcing for the Thunderbolts on Monday and Saturday. And hopefully I'll be in the stands watching you announce (laughs) because that's all the baseball that I have planned for this week other than, you know, praying for my miserable uh, Red Sox to uh, 
to make their way up that AL East ladder somehow. So we hope you're going to some baseball games, whether they're major league, minor league, independent, or summer collegiate baseball. If it's summer collegiate baseball, if you can find a way to feed those guys, feed those guys. Mm -hmm. They'll be so happy about that. We would love to hear your tales and your corrections on social media. Um, you 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 gave the, the yeah, Twitter. Yeah, I, I think it's worth repeating. So yeah. there there are definitely corrections to be had. You can get those on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, and that's also our Gmail is NCBI Podcast NCIB Podcast at gmail.com. Facebook and Instagram are No Crying in B Ball. Oh, and Patreon is P A T R E O N dot com slash no crying and b-ball right and if you donate to patreon you're a current donor or a new donor and you'd like to sit in on a a broadcast as part of the peanut gallery for our 300th episode please let us know through patreon my friends please please fight the man it's the right thing to do send your game balls to meredith and until next week say good night potty mouth good night potty mouth Big fluff. <laughs> but wait, that's, nothing. that's a Massachusetts thing, right? That's big yeah. marshmallow fluff. Yeah, yeah. Fluff yeah, okay. and order. Yeah, okay. It could be a fluff and order.